Each leaf on the four-leaf clover stands for something. Faith, hope, luck, and bombers. All right, everybody, welcome to our second episode of season two of Bombers. I am your not official host, Piddle, Bomber number two. With me is Zyber, Bomber number something. Five. Uh, no, three. <laughs> and three. Deg, Bomber number. That's that's five. Deg is five. One. One. Two. And five. Spiegel, Bomber number. One. Don't you forget it. Already have. <laughs> Um, this is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> the intros, the intros are just terrible when anyone other than me does them. I mean, at this point, it's just embarrassing. We, well, this is it's only our second time. intro of of season two. We've done. This is the 41st overall episode of Bombers. 43 if you count the mini episodes. 44 if you count Piddle's special April Fool's Day episode. Look, you asked. Hey, we should be. You mm-hmm. asked me to do the intro, and I'm Bomber Number Two. What did you expect? Ugh. What, what are we doing? What are we doing All right. today? What's on the docket? Let's get started with our Bombers news. Take it away. Oh, God. We didn't come up with a better we, title for the segment. It was Bombers Newsbook, and we determined that that was terrible. It was terrible. It's still terrible. We're not... Zyber, tell no, me something uh, new and interesting. Clocktown got Let's go into this bombastic news. news here. <laughs> Let's go into this bombastic news. Ooh, that's not bad. It's terrible, too. <laughs> Bombastic, I like it. So with this news, we are hitting it big. We have a Twitter, as you all should hopefully know, at Bombers Podcast. And also now, we have a Twitch. Ooh. I, I don't know what it's called. Is it just Bombers it's, Twitch? This is Bombers. It's, uh, oh, this yeah. is Bombers. Yeah. And you can watch Deeg and I, Zyber, play some Apex Legends uh, two days ago. <laughs> three days ago. <laughs> Yeah, as of this recording, we'll be playing after we're done recording. I'll also be But we'll advertise it, you know, yeah. on the Discord. And right? probably yeah. I would imagine. And on Twitter. On, Twi- the, on, the, on, on the, the Twitcher. The Twitcher. <laughs> this is go great. Yeah, we're so selling we're, it. We'll be playing some Apex Legends. Maybe have someone else join us to be a third person. I don't know yet. It's gonna be a blast. You know, because we're bombers. Well, so, the exciting uh, part, Zyber. Oh. I have yeah. not played Apex Legends. Can you? Can, can you give me like a little bit of, just a little bit of what it is? I, I've played Titanfall. I have played yeah. Titanfall Two. I know it is the same development company. I don't know if it's like the same universe or what. It is. Yeah, apparently it is the same universe. Actually, although it doesn't involve Max at all. So that's kind of lame. But Apex Legends is a battle royale where there is um, 60 people either in doubles or trios. Uh, They jump off a plane, they land, and then they fight. Either they punch people instantly or they try to find guns and shields. And then they can shoot people. But nobody can find Can they throw bricks at each other? No mechs. No. No mechs. You can be a robot, though. This is... uh... This is a prequel to Titanfall. This is pre-Mech. Actually, I think... Uh, they hadn't developed the technology think, yet. They haven't developed the techs for mechs. No, obviously, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't be fun to have 60 mechs 
jump from a plane. Uh, wrong. Dude, uh, yeah, I'm going to need you to take that back. They have a really big yeah. plane to do that. I've played Titanfall 2. It's actually really fun. Actually, yep. yeah. It, it does yeah. have uh, one of probably the most forgotten campaigns of this generation, I'd say. Or at least one of the absolutely most overlooked, I would say. Yeah. Like, don't sleep on the Titanfall was, 2 was, campaign. It's it's really good. It was overlooked to the point where Apex Legends kind of saved Respawn's behinds a little bit with EA. Because I think it was kind of generally assumed that that Apex would fail. And then that would be kind of it for Respawn. They were somewhat on the chopping block, if I remember correctly. Well, I believe initially they were... And correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. Uh, I, I believe initially they were not technically owned by ea and after the failure of titanfall 2 uh, ea just sort of bought them up i don't know about that but i do know that apex kind of revolutionized the battle royale uh scene with their in-game communication features which do make it a lot more playable i was talking about that was that you cyber or was that one of my other friends because i have in fact believe it or not many other friends than this group well, I don't believe you because you you told you were talking about that to me. So ah, okay. Well there's, then, there's no if evidence. that was true, if that was true anyway, Dag, why haven't you invited any of your cool friends to the Bombers Discord server? Which I'm not sure if we plugged Ouch. already because I already forgot. Um, no, you know, we had the opportunity later. and everybody dropped the ball. Well, here's the thing: I was going to announce our Bombers Discord server link below, so then I could talk about Album of the Day Club. Ooh. What is what okay, is that? Good, sa- good save. Are you releasing an album? Yes, every day, all of us individually. It's gonna be amazing. This is track number four. Yes, but no. So we're gonna be one at a time each day, uh, revealing in one of our favorites albums, and then everyone is supposed to listen to it and then talk about how crappy it is. Checks out. I mean. Hopefully, people like the albums. Uh, but yeah, I'm putting together a schedule. Uh, so we'll start on uh, Monday, which actually is the day this podcast is going up. Uh, Monday, the what, 24th? August 24th, 2020 is day one. And uh, I haven't announced who is number one yet, but I'll give you a hint. It number might three. be me. It probably follows the bomber numbers. It might. I don't know. We'll see. So I am curious yes. for uh, all of our bombers. Do you have any albums that you're going to pick for that first run? I guess. I actually have two in mind already. Um, I I think I know which one I'm going to go for for my first recommendation. So I'm I'm good to go. For me, the the real struggle for the album of the day club is the fact that it's going to be every single day and a full album, and I am very bad at time management. Yeah, I have a few albums I could pick from. The issue is that I don't really listen to whole albums. I usually listen to a bunch of songs, and if I ever see an album, I go, oh, hey, I've actually listened to seven out of ten of those already. Yeah. The the pressure, I think, of, of being probably me, the first person to pick an album here uh, on, on day one, is immense. And you ask if we already have picked our albums. No, I have not. I have like five or six that I maybe want to share, but I love so much different kinds of music and not really knowing kind of what the group is expecting or wanting it it really the pressure's kind of on um it, so maybe someone else will get number one because i don't know if i want I it. think it'll be rough for you because you're kind of 
basically going to be setting the tone for the album of the day club at that point. Yes, I would yeah, like. It's got to be fish. I would like everyone to listen to the Final Fantasy X OST today. Is that an album? It's got to be like it is, an yeah. actual. Oh yeah, that's an album for sure. It, I'm you gonna... can buy it as an album. Yeah. Let's just... really. Oh yeah. Uh, record longest album. Enter. <laughs> this is great <laughs> podcasting. Don't even want to think about it. <laughs> There's a Welsh band that has a, an album that is 111 tracks long and is four hours, 49 minutes, and 20 seconds. Spans. That's not really as long as sp- I thought. It spans four CDs. Only four. That's amazing. And that's, I'm uh, shocked it's not like some 10 disc well, monster. Well, then you, you start dealing with like what counts as an album. Like if I just buy a collection of CDs that are 99 of Beethoven's greatest hits, is that an album? No. Yeah, exactly. But there are greatest hits albums. But there are greatest hits albums. So is Beethoven's greatest hit album just an 89 hour long album? It's all just the same song over and over again. No, Beethoven wrote so much music. So yes, if you are ever interested into listening to people in the Bombers Discord talk about albums you should join the discord and either say that you want to be a part of it or just show up know, and read do, from do the it. behind and the based scenes, on yeah. this immensely riveting discussion i'm sure it's all something that you want to be a part of so let's be honest yeah. though pretty much anybody who's listening to this podcast is probably already in the bombers discord because we're so early starting to build it back up again but uh we you know it never hurts to uh we're still gonna I mean, hopefully. We're still gonna plug the album of the day. If you like music, come join our server and talk about music with us. We All like right. music too. There, easy. Sell. So moving on uh, from uh, those lovely listening tunes that we have. Fantastic news updates. News. I want I, to I'm know. Still not sold. It's on it's that set name. in stone now. Ugh. It's I, don't too think, late. I don't. I don't. It's think not in the document, so it doesn't count. But uh, I really want to know. Just dry, trying to desperately <laughs> just drag us along. It's this great. just in. Dig. <laughs> <Yeah>, this just <laughs> in. Go ahead. We'll stop. <laughs> Where's the band button? Um. All right. So let's uh, move on. Don't to... worry. I'm sure my Discord will crash again and kick me out of the conversation in about 10 more seconds. So I think you're Shush the perfect speedle. person to go to uh, next in terms of what we all are playing right now. Um, so one of those games I see is our Game Club of the Month game. And I don't know. We haven't really discussed that that much, have we? Well, we haven't talked about... <laughs> <laughs> And of course, <laughs> and there I go again. See what I say? I said it would kick me out. And- I really wish. <laughs> All right, we, we and there it goes again. Stop, stop kicking me out. I'm not doing it on purpose. I swear. Uh, this is this is a really tough edit. Uh, what was the question? So Spiegel, I don't think any of this is getting cut. I'm going to you first. What's the question? Okay, what are you playing? I don't know. I'm playing the uh, Game Club game, right? Uh, which is nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Uh, as we record this, Game Club for August is just about wrapping up. Um, so playing a lot of 999. Uh, that's That's been a fun journey. It's been a couple years since I played it. I've been playing uh, Metroid Prime. I started that up again today because um, I, uh, I just got an itch to play my favorite game of all time. Um, and I replayed Pikmin 2. 
uh, recently, which is another awesome GameCube game that nobody can afford. And then there were some other games that I would like to talk about as uh, as I get toasted by Zyber and Dag on the camera. So uh, 999 is our game club game of the month. Um, I think most people have played through it. I have not. For the zero Hello. listeners out there that are unfamiliar with 999, can you give me a brief rundown of what it is? Because it's a... It's, it just has a weird name to game. it. Nine, 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 nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. It is a spe- it is a speed running. So it's it's shut up about the speed running. It's <laughs> it's basically a visual novel. It's it's uh, there's been a lot of debate on the game club actually about whether or not you can consider it a game, which to me is kind of a ridiculous thing to even discuss. But since people want to have the discussion, I would say yes, it is a game. It is a visual novel. It has uh, pu- it has puzzle rooms. Uh, so it basically, you know the escape room craze, like everyone has an escape room in their city now. Uh, this was like the first escape room game that I can think no, of. No, it's not. It's, yes, it is. It's Have you one never of, been on addicting games? It's one of the no. earlier ones, and it's definitely one of the earlier mass market ones, but it is not anywhere near the first. It's one the of first the earlier ones. Well, so Flash games. Those, the Flash game. Well, there was that Red Room one that was that one Flash. Yeah, that, that, was that one, one was good. And I think they, they, I think they even like made that. car one, too. They they made a couple sequels to that. I think they made it into an actual like escape room in Toronto or something. But it's not the first one, but it is an escape room game. I am yeah, it's the first escape room game uh, to summarize, and uh, basically, it's <laughs> so you're kidnapped by a dude named Zero. He's kind of wearing a gas mask, and he, he comes in and he gasses you, uh, and then uh, he takes you and eight other people to a remote location, a ship uh, in the middle of the ocean that is sinking, and you have to find a way to escape. You have to seek a door that carries a nine, and uh, when you do that stuff happens and it gets really science fictiony and weird and i if anyone's listening that hasn't played it I, I can't recommend it higher you can play it on ds you can play it on pc you can play it on ps4 vita if you want it's out there it's, it's interesting that you uh, say it's science fictiony because when i first began playing it that is not what went through my head no but it definitely because the setup isn't science fiction yeah it definitely introduces those kinds of elements as you uh continue the story so well, to be clear, you have played the game, but you haven't played it yet for the Game Club Game of the Month. Correct. What I love about 999 is that it is that visual novel, but but I like how it kind of gets its hooks into you, gets its claws into you with all of these what's really going on mystery and intrigue through the story that, uh, at least for me, for sure, when I played it the first time, I basically couldn't set it down because i just wanted to know what the answer was to all the weird mysterious stuff that's happening on this ship that you're trying to escape from so if you're into that kind of stuff definitely pick up the game for sure i like reading so i enjoyed reading it you nerd uh so spiegel um um, other than 999 you mentioned pikmin 2 and metroid prime and i don't know if you want to delve into any of those but we um, don't really need to talk about those i think i I want to know about these other games yeah, everyone knows how much I love Metroid Prime and Pikmin 2. If you don't if you don't know those games, just go read a review. They're they're awesome games. Um but I also I picked up another GameCube game just kind of at random. I decided to play uh Rugrats Royal Ransom on GameCube, which is a 2001 release. Oh um oh shoot, who was the developer? It, it was like uh, it's like Avalanche or something like that, but um the, Nickelodeon. No, it's not, it's Nickelodeon's the publisher. But uh, actually, THQ is the publisher. Nickelodeon is is tangentially involved. Um, the game is not good. Or something. The game is not good. It's it, uh, it's basically a platformer. 
Um, and a, it's a bad one. Now it should have been like Not- Rugrats Royal Rumble, and then all over it. What? So, and this is tangential to that. Um, SpongeBob. Uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom is is sort of like a platformer that is tangentially related to Nickelodeon. How's it line up against that? I mean, as someone who's played SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, That's and a, in fact, was the connection there, right? Yeah, believe it or not, I have played that game too. And that actually, uh, little little uh, Bombers trivia here. That game kicked off the very first episode of Bombers, if you guys remember, in a, with our first opening line. Anyway, shirt. Sure. I have not played the remaster, but I, I wait because that was the remaster that was in the opening line. It was the remaster. That. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that game is that, that, that game. I recall as being very good. A little dated now, I, I think, but you know, it had a lot of interesting level designs and and you know, tasks and objectives for the player to get down to. And this game is just sort of very bland. If you just look at screenshots or video of the game, it's just super bland. It's not very fun. The controls are kind of... They're just not... It's just not... It feels like a test run for what this developer could do. Because this same developer did go on to develop uh, Attack and the Power of Juju, which came out later that generation and was oh, wow. a much better game. Um, Rugrats Royal Ransom was developed by Avalanche Software, who did indeed then go on to do... Uh, attack and the power of Juju the next year. And it even reuses a lot of assets from Rugrats Royal Ransom. So it very much feels like they were just kind of testing to see what they could do with a familiar IP. But the game itself, not very good. Did you know that Goofy Sun voice acts Tack? Did not. Like Goofy, no. like Goofy's actual son like, or like the voice actor who plays like Goofy Max son? Goof. The, the voice <laughs> the actor voice that... Actor. I don't know if it was only the games or only the show, but he did. He was tack at some point. Did you I, know? Uh, I did that... look up screenshots of this game, and you're right. It is. It, it looks like a GameCube game, like an underwhelming yeah. GameCube title. It look. It looks like a good Nintendo 64 game. Like, have you ever played the Rugrats in Paris on Nintendo 64? By the way, in case that wasn't clear, big time classic Nickelodeon fan here, which is why I'm playing all these old crappy games. Um, would not recommend Royal Ransom though. So what's the plot of Royal Ransom? Dude, like, I don't why, freaking, why, like, what's, stupid, what's the ransom? Something with Angelica. Okay, How so, are the royals involved? Yeah, Angelica just basically screws all the babies over. Uh, no, so Stu builds like this big play set thing. And then he's like, Pop, I need to go grab some duct tape from the store to fix it. And then, uh, you know, Pop falls asleep. And uh, then Angelica takes over the castle toy thing. And then the babies have to stop her because she stole all of their favorite, like, toys and worms and things so i regret asking so i think it's a great time to move on then and uh yeah, wait 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 uh, let, I, I let's talk about thing. literally I, anything else i have one more thing um i zombies run is a mobile game and it's not really a game i've been playing zombies run and uh this was suggested to me by friend of the show eagle bear who is uh, on our discord server and um, basically it's an app where you go outside huh, and you have to run and uh, as you run, the app tells you a story that you are, quote unquote, participating in. And you kind of collect items along the way, like you pick up bottles of water and medical kits and stuff. Um, and it's really cheesy. 
and I would recommend it, except I'm not convinced that the app actually works because you set it up to run for a certain period of time, like 20 minutes, or you want to go like five kilometers or whatever. It, but like I get, I get to the 20 minute mark and I'm still running and the mission is still going and it's not finished. I'm like, I don't understand. Is it not tracking my running my distance properly? Like what's going on? Um, Did you collect all of the proper items during your twenty minutes? No, because the mission is never over. You collect the items to like build up your base when you get home, and I'm not sure what building up your base actually entails because I've never actually gotten home having completed a mission, so I've never gotten to do it. I go on like these fifty minute hour long runs, and I'm not done with the missions. I don't think this app even works. So or your very phone is just. Eh. I, that's probably more likely, to be honest with you. Anyway, that's that's what I've been playing. You know, that's week. interesting that you bring that up because I've heard about that game before and completely forgot it existed. And I just, I love the concept of it. But it's a good idea. It sounds like the concept remember, doesn't really work in reality. Yeah, like the when that game initially was like bare bones release and it was literally just there are zombies in the map. Don't run into them while you're out. It tracks you via GPS. I mean, that's kind of what I want. Terrible. That's kind of what I want. I just want to go outside and have an app say, there's zombies, run faster. <laughs> you, just, and the, you just keep running, avoiding zombies, and you're just all like, where am I? Yeah. What you do and is... You get to this shady part of town. Hire there's a actual of zombies in this real part of town. Yeah, you hire a couple people to dress up as zombies and then avoid them forever. That sounds expensive. Um, another great deck idea. Deg... How about the games that you're playing? All right, so um, Zyber and I have been playing a lot of Apex Legends to try and brush up to be good for the Twitch streams, and also just because yep. the new season just started. Um, which I got to say, the new season, uh, I don't really like a lot of the changes that Respawn put into it. They've made yeah. it uh, a lot more rewarding to aggressive playstyles and... Um, the game used to be kind of balanced between that whole general battle royale test of fight early, get good loot, or stay alive till the end collecting loot on the outskirts type of um, type of choice. And now all of the loot is rewarded by fighting because it's like things that level up based off the damage you deal, which means that it's ruined the more uh, stealth gameplay aspect that, that you can sometimes pull off in battle royale game so deg um i do not really play many online shooters other than i played overwatch with you a little bit did we yes huh what is for like a layman what is a season all about because you, i well, constantly like, hear oh it's a new yeah, season of the destiny either. it's a new season of apex legends or Fortnite, and that's more of a generalized games as service model kind of uh, marketing terminology. So immediately I see that you hate it and are turning away. That's me. Uh, <laughs> me too. I'm not on camera, but but it's well. It, it, I think it was mostly like promulgated by Fortnite originally, and to a degree, uh, Destiny too. Um, but a season is like from the, these. three months or whatever are season one and you get different challenges and things to level up your characters and generally for a lot of these games of service things there's specific story elements that are associated with the season like that's how destiny does it right now destiny is in 
the season of arrival because one of the big main enemies has just arrived in the solar system for the season. And and it's their way of offering new content into the game world and then selling season passes so that you pay, you know, 20 bucks to get all of the special premium items for the next three months kind of stuff. And they usually, yeah, they usually try to make each season feel different for gameplay. They might change up the map somehow or they might alter what items are in it it's like for this season for example they added a new character they got rid of the train which i'm very sad about so now there's no train running around that you can try to get on to get loot and they also added a uh like a (laughs) a crafting system basically yeah a crafting system where you can find materials near the crafting machines and then go craft stuff which uh, changes each day what you can craft. Wow, yeah. crafting, third-person shooter, like online, it's... multiplayer, competitive. This really sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait till they start adding the ability to knit your own armor. Will they add uh, Wii, Wii Remote they controls too? Because that would really put it over the top. That would make it uh, very interesting. I, I'd actually love to see a company do that. Just add Wii Remote controls to a bunch of like first-person shooters online. Or even to to just like just straight up not Wii games. They just like here's an IR bar and we're doing Wii now. Here's the Golden Eye remake. Remotes. Don't remind me of that. Um. So, Deg, what other games are you playing? I, I see. Uh... Uh, I finally finished. Um. I have a an unfortunate and uh, moderately unhealthy addiction to Picross. So I finally finished all of the puzzles in Picross S, which is funny because I played Picross S3 first. Now I played Picross S and I'm going to wait to get S2 because I need a break for a little bit before I, you know, feed the addiction. Let me Um, ask you a question real quick. When you play the pick, we might have even talked about this on a previous episode, but when you play the Picross games, the Picross S games, do you just play them straight through or do you just kind of take them like a couple puzzles here, a couple puzzles there? I mean, I use Picross as a wind down before I go to bed where I just turn my brain off and solve a couple of puzzles so I'm not thinking and then I try to fall asleep, which I use drugs and alcohol personally, but yeah. that works. And, and you know, I, I with Picross, I get super addicted and I, I just cannot put it down that, once I get it. That, and that's the main reason I'm caught up. I just beat S4 pretty recently. That tends to be the problem is I'm like, let my brain wind down and then I'm like, seven puzzles in it's super late and i'm like i need to actually sleep my brain has been off but i'm still going oops yeah speaker remember when i visited you and i was just constantly playing pit cross almost the whole time until you handed me a hollow knight and then i was just playing that i really loved watching your first moments with hollow knight and and recently i feel like i've been watching a lot of my friends play games that i absolutely love for the first time and let me tell you that's an underrated experience as a as a uh as a viewer, because, I mean, you can't ever go home again in terms of experiencing something for the first time, but you can see it through other people's eyes. And watching Eagle Bear play the opening moments of 999 again the other day, man, what a thrill for me. I'm having a great time with with Game Club, I guess. That's like when I got to see you watch me and Tim, was it, play A Link to the Past. <laughs> yeah, just marveling at your oh, yeah. It was just, it was something to behold. That's the thing. We just 100% of the game within three hours and speed, or 
Spiegel's just watching and be like, what? That's the thing I want to try and do with the new Bomber's Twitch is uh, invest in getting a capture card for you, Spiegel specifically, and then streaming Fortune Street, but playing with fans because you really only need one controller to do that and just having them tell you what their move is and then basically just playing more fortune street i don't know if that's a good idea because i get really competitive and people will tell me what they want to do and i'll just do the opposite thing just to kind of i was thinking that yeah. you I, want I to trade me all of your best properties for <laughs> 10 gold <laughs> sounds like a great deal let's do it you're not gonna pick me to lose oh you're gonna go do it to that guy instead Deg, you're still playing stardew valley yeah i picked i finished pick cross and was like well i'm gonna pick up stardew valley again and um use that as my wind down which has not been going great either <laughs> um but yeah. i i i went back into my farm that i had going i'm uh just about to finish fall of year two and um it's been fun i <laughs> I'm just i love those farming sim games they're just there's something about them you know it's interesting i never really picked up stardew valley but i used to love the harvest moon games and i just I haven't played either yeah, in a long time. You should, well, you should get a story of seasons. What is the last Harvest Moon game that you played, Piddle? Um, Friends of Mineral Town. Yep, the okay. last good one. Game Boy Advance, you right? You should get and a story think, of yep. seasons, they... Friends of Mineral Town. Yeah, because the publishing company owns the name uh, Harvest, Harvest Moon. Moon because it was never called that in Japan. Story of Seasons is actually Harvest Moon, and the thing that's called Harvest Moon is not Harvest Moon. Yes, it's just a ripoff. Story of, of Seasons is is like the marvelous entertainment Harvest Moon series, but it's like Creedence Clearwater Revival, right? Like John Fogerty doesn't have the name, but he can play all the songs. Those are words. Yes. Well, it's like the actual developers of the original things pre twenty fifteen that are called Harvest Moon are now creating the games that are called Story of Seasons, and the publisher who has none of the actual coders or developers from the Harvest Moon series are making Harvest Moon now. That sounds like such. A ridiculous mess i i cannot stand rights issues sort of like how oh yeah you know we haven't seen a golden eye 64 re-release well at all <laughs> like a real yeah. one <laughs> other than that what are you talking about they remade it for the wii it was great it's terrible terrible yeah or just like the fight just the fights in general a box and shoot outside of it the fights in would... general over all the rare stuff that was on the 64 man this is we have been playing a lot of games. There's a lot to talk about. I know this is this is taking a long time. We need to yeah. hurry it up here. Zyber, I'm yeah, just going to rush you through now. And unfortunately, you're you're the third person I'm asking. Well, yeah. So one of these games I've been playing is Apex Legends. It's been pretty great. We already talked about that. <laughs> so originally I was Skip. playing Zoomblade Chronicles. Yeah. But then I started playing Fall Fantasy IX. Boo. And then I have. I was just like, oh, I should probably go back to Xenoblade, but how far am I in Final Fantasy IX? Oh, I'm halfway through the third disc, which is basically the ending, so I was going to finish nine, but then Games Done Quick started, so then I've been watching oh, that. <laughs> yeah, Games Done Quick. And then, also I've been playing Fall Guys on the PlayStation, which is like a platformer Battle Royale. I played a little bit of that. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It. <laughs> Now you've got to tell me about Fall Guys, because this is actually something we are sort of not behind the ball on, and I feel like it has just taken off, that it's everywhere, everybody loves it. So I definitely enjoy it. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. I just, I'm going to complain, because that's what we do on the Bombers, that's what our server is about, is just complaining. 
according to certain people. <laughs> but it's like it's kind of it's a fun idea. It's a platformer battle royale, and I get that. But the controls are like wonky on purpose, which is fine, except when it drops inputs. There's a difference between moderately non-responsive controls as part of your design aesthetic to have those loose controls. And I pressed the X button. Why didn't I jump? Yeah, so what, what I sensed is that there is input lag. So you have to press X to jump before you might think you have to press X to jump. Which yeah. is the something drop... that you can get used to. That but if you're used to that kind of stuff. So basically, yeah. I'm assuming like everything is server side. And when you join a game, it's not like you're connecting to another player. Peer to peer. Yeah. It's, I don't know what their it's architecture is like. servers? Uh, I really don't know. But it's pretty enjoyable, though. So basically, there's five or so rounds, and each round can be a different game. It could just be like, get to the destination uh, before a certain amount of other people do, or it could be... Like your... Runbow, kind of? Sort of. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm like struggling to understand like what the goal even is. Like, so it's a pla- it's a competitive platformer. Yeah, so it's like each it each, is a three round, platformer, just, right? Yeah, for sure. Each round, a certain amount of people are eliminated, and then so the last round, there's going to be one person at the end who wins, and that's the battle royale part part of it. And they basically compare it to a TV show like Wipeout. And no, you know what it is? Is it's uh, MXC. It's MXC the video game. I mean, so it actually remember? is based off a bunch of things. Like it has some Japanese game show stuff like the run through a door, but not all the doors are real. Or it has Wipeout and... where one stage is literally just a Wipeout stage. That is true. But then there's also some team rounds, and I hate those with a burning passion. <laughs> Why? So... Just getting on yellow team too much? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it, it just sucks in general. All these rounds where it's just based on can you yourself do this, and then suddenly there's a team round where all right now I have to hope that the rest of my team is also good enough. I know it's like those team projects in college where you just you you just end up doing all the work because you not only do you not trust them to actually do it, but you know that your work would be the best anyway. So you're just like, ah, screw it, I'll just do it. Yeah, all those poor people on my project that would have to do everything for me. Takeshi's Castle. And also, unfortunately, whenever I do make it to the final round, it's uh, get to the end before everyone else. When there's a bunch of other ones where it's like dodge walls or something coming at you until you're the last one remaining. And I would much rather have that be the last round because get be the first one to get to the end. There's just so much RNG to it. And if you fall once, you're basically over. And they like spawns are not even or fair so you can just spawn in the back of the crowd yeah. and you're basically just going to lose just based off of the spawn or it almost seems like, like the me. game tries to mario kart you a little bit and just like you mentioned the drop even... inputs kind of thing and then i think it's literally designed to not be taken seriously and to just be a goofy yeah so like it's purposely not very precise controls because i think if it was precise well like you'd just be having the same people win every single time then it's not as entertaining for everyone so kind of mario Kart. yeah uh you know who is surprisingly good at it is uh inky from the discord server i played a little bit with him and he actually pulled off i think like two quote-unquote uh victory royales or chicken dinners or 
champions or whatever they call them in that game. It must be that yeah, PS4 so Pro we got him. playing. <laughs> so you can have uh, three or four people that you know in the same uh, server basically lobby. playing lobby. Yeah, you're not necessarily always playing like together, but at least you exist. But it, but it's not a team game. There will still only ever be a single winner, no matter if you're playing with people that you know or not. Yeah. Um, Zyber, I want to move on to this last game you have listed because I've never heard of it. Yes, Guardian Tales. It's a random mobile game that showed up in the oh, Play that's Store why as a suggestion. Well, we're 0 for 1 yeah. on mobile games so far. Let's hear about Guardian Tales. Yeah, so it's somehow a gotcha, but you can completely... <laughs> Sounds ig- great! You can completely ignore the gotcha part because it's... You can just play as the regular character you start out with, and it's kind of like a Legend of Zelda-esque gameplay where you can got the 2D adventure going on. You can have a sword or a gun or whatever. You shoot, kill people. You do solve puzzles to get through each level. Um, it's pretty enjoyable, and I've mostly been playing that while watching GDQ. I would never play a game where you have to choose between a sword and a gun, and here's why. Because the only other game I can think of that makes you do that is Red Steel. And also, why go with a sword? The only thing left I can trust is my gun. Speaking of mobile games, I forgot. I actually have been playing a mobile game. I just didn't list it because I don't count mobile games as actual video games. Um, right but I, I do occasionally... And we're going to talk I, about it anyway, apparently. We are. Uh, only because I think this is a game that Piddle may not entirely hate if I remember correctly, because sometimes when I'm on the toilet, I boot up uh, Dr. Mario World. Ugh, no. Never played it, not interested. It sounds like a worse version of Dr. Mario to me. It is. That's basically what it is. But it has the word world in it. That's how you know it's big. Well, what I like about it is it's like Dr. Mario, but instead of actually playing a game of Dr. Mario, you're like solving a single Dr. Mario based puzzle. So you can just do that and then like okay now i'm done pooping and i don't want to play this anymore i just want to play dr mario like a mobile game should be why something that you drop and forget very easily why exactly why does nintendo keep putting these games on the phone that could already work as a mobile game but then they make it smaller and worse anyway like fire emblem or animal crossing or dr mario I played, so the Fire Emblem uh, Heroes or whatever, I did play a bit of that. That's trash. That, I will, I admit, that one is trash. And they always it's have to be a gotcha crappy games, gotcha. too. It's they a make gotcha. so much freaking money off Fire Emblem and the Animal Crossing one, though. Uh-huh. That doesn't make it not trash, just no, makes people No, I'm just saying, idiots. like, people are hyper-addicted to those games, and this is, again, the danger of mobile gaming, and, well, unfortunately, we're already, like, the episode's almost over, so we can't even get into <laughs> it, but... I mean, yeah, man, I wish we had another hour to talk about mobile games. Return, Spiegel. No, that segment is never returning. I, I like that segment, sort of, not really. Actually, I have uh, uninstalled <laughs> every game that or something you could App. consider a game off of my phone. I'm I'm done with that nonsense. It's a waste of time. Um, unlike the crosses on the phone. Unlike the few games that I have played, which actually they are wastes of time, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. Real quick. Uh, so this Can't past wait. week, I have been trying to knock out my Xbox One back catalog-ish. 
Um, and I just sort of started doing it alphabetically. So first one on my list was Alan Wake. And Deg just, his ears perked up, it looked like. Um, <laughs> Alan Wake, eh, it's okay. Super basic gameplay that really sort of dropped down um, my experience. Other game was... So, Alan Wake, just before you move on really quickly, it's it's very atmospheric. It, it came out, like I think, I think it's about 10 years old now. And does it just not hold up, or do you think it was never actually very interesting or or good? It sort of reminded me, like I think it probably just doesn't hold up. It was sort of like playing Uncharted in a in a way. the The gameplay loop is just the same constantly, and um, you basically shine your flashlight at a humanoid or a human type enemy that's just I don't know uh, a shadow, I guess and take down its shield with your flashlight and then you shoot it and the shooting is not super accurate either it's not designed to be accurate even it's pretty forgiving honestly so yeah like fighting isn't super engaging because shooting you don't have to be super accurate to take down enemies and all you do is basically run from point a to point b go off the beaten path here and there to find collectibles and enjoy the story. And I think my issue was I just didn't enjoy the story. I was not invested. That would be in, a problem. Yeah. I was not invested in Alan oh, Wake's yeah. quest to save his wife, Alice. Um, I felt like a better was, writer. I feel like he was talking about Alice as much as uh, if anybody's played heavy rain, um, the beginning where the dad just heals Jason, 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 press S for Jason. Press X to Jason. But, um, yeah, I don't know. For, for me, that was like a three out of five game, and I moved right on to Alice Madness Returns, which... Another game about an Alice. Yeah. yeah. Alice? I, 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 Alice. I did make that connection as well. Thank you for reminding me. Um, Hey, someone's got to say it. it. It actually was really good in a lot of ways. It was excellent in a lot of ways. The only issue, it was t- like the pacing was terrible. There were times where a level just dragged on and on and on and drove me insane. Um, but, you know, I was pretty happy to knock out a couple games in my backlog. Um, right now I'm moving on to Control and oh, you don't skipped know one. what to do. So, if Bombers, if you have a suggestion, I finished like half of the game, probably more than half the game. And I have not touched the game for eight months and have no idea what I'm doing. You skipped a game. Did I? Yeah, you did. It starts with B. What did I skip? It's a shooter. It's bad or mediocre, possibly. Visually amazing. Oh, God. Light shafts. Oh, yeah. Them graphics. Black. I can't believe you remember that and I forgot Black. Actually, I can't. I was actually going to reference it earlier when I was talking about Gun. I was like, you know, I don't know what game is better, Black or Gun. I think they both have a lot of... uh, merit to them but how did you like black i liked how it looked how's that how could you not it looks beautiful it still looks great it was more enjoyable to me and more visually impressive than the entirety of alan wake (laughs) and it's an xbox like regular xbox game and it just looked phenomenal um all the way throughout the only thing that stunk were the enemies uh eventually i got to like the last two or three missions and straight up 
cranked the difficulty all the way down because I'm like, I'm ready to be done with this. If I die, I don't want to restart an entire level in most cases. And uh, yeah, plod my way through it. Um, Ending was terrible. The ending was a typical, hey, everything you did didn't matter. And you just go, well, why did I play this game? What's a slice of life? I'm trying to think of other games like that. The game of life. It's terrible. Everything you do doesn't matter. Get it? <laughs> it really was. Um, yeah. So, Bombers, if you have a suggestion, do I plow forward with Control or not? I w- I've also, uh, not this week, but I have been playing Control recently, and I was I didn't listen to a thing that you just said about it because I was too busy in the background trying to find a song because you were talking about Alice, which I have posted to oh, the Bombers chat. Um, okay. I've been enjoying Control other than the, the single boss fight that I ranted about two weeks ago. Because yeah, that's one of the reasons yeah, I don't falling. want to start over, because I recall one of the boss fights just being atrocious. Like, the the floor falls out from under you. That's the one. That's I the died, one. like, half a dozen times in that boss, and, like, it'd be, like, 10, Shlucky. 15 minutes of fighting it, and then die. And it's just like, are you... so? As of two weeks ago, I beat that boss. I counted. I died approximately 12 times on that. And I know this because every time you die, you lose, I think, 10% of your collected currency. And I know how much currency I started with and how much uh, currency I I was told with. there would be and no I math. I did the log. I, didn't, I just told you. You told you that. Concepts. I didn't tell you actual math. Um but I did finally beat that boss. It gives you an achievement, by the way, because it should. It's terrible. <laughs> it might be like, and then the, after I find single verse part of that game, it's a it's a really cool game. Otherwise, yeah, it's been uh, like it for a game called Control. It controls great. Like it's kind of just a, a joy to play. Moving the character around. That boss fight was miserable. So many times where I had it down to like a tenth of the health and then I would just randomly fall through a floor and it didn't matter whether I had full health or not. It's basically I like the, the current gen version of that boss in A Link to the Past where uh, it's that, that uh, Moldorm boss where it's like running around and if you fall oh, to the yeah. sides, you got to just start all over. And that, I mean, that's really hard too because that's an early yeah, game boss sucked. and you have very little health at that point. Oh, it's so great when you refight again near the end and you just kill in two or three hits. Yeah, because that's okay. good game design. That's great. Making you feel powerful at the end of a game. That's how all games should, should feel. Yeah. But bad game design should not make you hate the game within the first six hours. What about if the or, game is only six hours? Yeah, what about the order? Less? 1886. That <laughs> game is chock full of Speaking great of short game games... Ooh. Great no, hold on. Segue. I'm segueing. I'm interrupting it. Thank you. Speaking of short games, get out of here. Speaking of short games, and we did mention this briefly earlier, but SGDQ, uh, Summer Games Done Quick, the speedrunning marathon has been going on this week. I know Zyber and I have been watching and enjoying that. And uh, we do have very little left in this podcast, but I just wanted to at least touch on that. It's been great. One of my comment, uh, One of my donation comments... Um, because they're benefiting uh, charity. So, of course, I'm going to donate to that. Did get read out live on air, so that's neat. During the Metroid Fusion run, so that's even neater because of Metroid Fusion. What was the comment? Um, I like Metroid Fusion. It's the first game that I ever accidentally speedrun because I needed to get the sub-two-hour. Uh, something along those lines. Like Eventually, they'll post it, and I'm going to clip it 
clip out the part where they read my comment and I'll share it with the Discord people. Nice. They also did um, a Breath of the Wild speed run where they went to all dog, 16 dog dogs. Dog percent? Yes, the dog percent, where you go to all 16 dogs and have them find the treasure near the near you. Yeah, that speed run is slash was happening during us recording today, so. Yeah, it's amazing how many different speedrun categories people make for Breath of the Wild. There's a... Such a huge game. There's a laid percent. Uh, oh, yeah, they get laid percent. <laughs> I like... One of my favorite speed speedrunning categories is Mario Odyssey's nipple percent. <laughs> yeah. I'm not following <laughs> I'm, what is I'm going on. I'm unfamiliar with this, and oh. I do not want to ask. Yeah, I, I, I'm out. Uh, you know, I was about to explain it to you. How fast can you see Mario's nipples? Um, so Deg, have you actually just go to the snow world like first? Done any speedrunning yourself other other than unintentionally doing fusion? Other than, other than casually getting a sub two hour on fusion, I have not. But I've really been wanting to get into speedrunning. Um, I'm thinking about maybe picking up the Horizon Zero Dawn speedrun because they did one of those earlier, and it looked fun. Um, that said, and I have posted this link in the Bombers Discord link below, but I'm looking for suggestions on games that, uh, maybe I should pick up and learn to speedrun, because the thing I want to do, and probably stream my improvements on Twitch as I, as I learn it. There was one um, point where I learned speedrunning stats for the original Spyro 2. I think they're outdated, though, now. Well, and I know for a fact, Spiegel, I've watched you pull off some speedrunning tricks. Yeah, and in I was Metroid actually going to say, if you're taking suggestions for games to speedrun, I mean, why not start with one that you're already really good at? Uh, because to me, having the muscle memory down is probably like what the biggest impediment to me speedrunning anything is. But I can go back and I can play Metroid Prime and do some of those speedrunning tricks. I can get the high jump boots early. In Pikmin 2, I can beat that game in two in-game weeks. Uh, which is about as fast as I think you can uh, not even not even just beat it, but I can hundred percent it in two in game weeks, which is really fast. And it's a game that I've known, you know, for fifteen years, and I just know it top to bottom innately. It seems like it would be easy to just throw a couple new tricks on top of that and speedrun it. Well, it's interesting. Are the people that get into speedrunning the game and they never actually play the game? Yeah, they regularly. just always they, they just, start like, with the speedrun. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. To me, it has to be a yeah. game that you really love that you're willing to put that extra time into. That's why I'm saying I should speedrun nine nine nine. I bet I could do a really good speedrun of that game. You know, Spiel, you're reminding yeah. me you know, of uh, the other day when um, you, me, and a few other um, extra bombers <laughs> were over at your place Bomber and six, we seven, were eight. sort of speedrunning the. Resident Evil 4 intro yeah. sequence. We were doing basically a competition. We were playing all kinds of different games is what it was, but um, we were we got to a point where we're like, let's do let's play Resident Evil 4, and the first person to get the church bell to ring is the winner, uh, which was a lot of fun. And you crushed us. Uh, that I sounds, crushed us. That sounds awesome to, to just do impromptu speedrun races um, with Tim us. Tim and I raced that in Metroid great. Prime. We raced in Ocarina of Time. Uh, both games were a dead heat, by the way, until I died in Metroid Prime trying to do a bomb jump uh, in Magmore Caverns to get an energy tank, and I just couldn't do it. Uh, but I just wouldn't give up. I'm like, I need that energy tank. Yeah, it's like some of my friends and I have been wanting to like speedrun Zelda games, or, I mean, compete to race spe uh, Zelda games, but none of us are... 
equal to any of the games. Either, you know, like, one of us is amazing Ocarina of Time, one of us is amazing at other games. And so we're just like, well, if we do one, it's already obviously I feel like Tim win. could beat everybody at every Zelda game. You should look into um, randomizers. Oh, I love A Link to the Past randomizer, but the issue is I'm the only person who plays A Link to the Past, so <laughs> I'd <laughs> win anyway. I, another interesting one that I was tempted to research the speedrun on Spiegel was Lost Kingdoms. That's not a very long game, so I feel like that would not take a ton of time investment to do either. I think PNO3, talking about ga- uh, GameCube games that Deg loves, would be a good one. That one seems like it could be fun, but it would require a lot of grinding to actually like get technically Like a Bayonetta or a Devil May Cry. I think you should speedrun Super Monkey Ball. Oh, God. That is just, that one is fun to watch though. Yeah, Those speedruns are. are engaging. Am I the person with maybe the most speedrunning experience? Weren't you the world record holder for a double dash track or something way back? So I got very obsessed with um with a few games that like had just challenges. I've never outright speedrun an entire game, but um if you're talking challenges, um, I've gotten addicted to the Bionic Commando rearmed challenges. And, really? Yeah, nice. and I got top rank in uh, several of those challenges for a while. Um, and I was the same with Mirror's <laughs> Edge and uh, the original Mirror's Edge. And then also Mario Kart Double Dash for a bit. Um, Double Dash, unfortunately, did not have the technology to record and submit at the time because that was all um was it twin galaxies or oh i think it was actually the official like mario kart 64.com and speed demos and i just didn't have the technology to record and submit any of that but i did get under some of the world records at the time for um i remember daisy's cruiser i believe it was i haven't played mario kart double dash like since that time and yeah, I I loved it. I would be nowhere near the current records because <laughs> techniques and yeah, the way and that glitches have a- yeah, the way that glitches and techniques just sprout up is insane to me. But it's fun. Have you ever watched any of the like speed run history videos on YouTube where they go through and talk about how the records have been have been broken and someone will find one glitch and suddenly uh Mario Kart level that will lose like half of its time yeah. through this one glitch and that like those those videos are crazy. Yeah. Like my my mirror's edge what I was doing is nothing compared to what they're doing now. Now it's like what what are, what am I even watching? This isn't even the same game. <laughs> It's like I'm always hearing about the latest news in Ocarina of Time, and it's just like, all right, guys, what else can you possibly do now? You can beat the game in like less than 11 minutes. Well, now. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, does, it, it gets to a point where it's so fast and it's so unlike the actual game that it's like, what are we even doing? Like, is this is this even fun at this point? That's why, like, after if after a certain point, the any percent is like, all right, that's cool, but now I'm gonna go focus on either a hundred percent or some other the, in between percent. That's when the weird categories start coming out, or you just start running for your personal best PBs instead of world record runs, because there comes a point where a game is optimized and there's literally nothing left to be done to it. Yeah. Until a new glitch or something along those. Original that's what's Super cool Mario Brothers. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's what's cool with stuff like task runs where they get the tool-assisted speedruns, where they do things that are not humanly possible just to find ways to break the game so that humans can then 
mess with it and see what they can learn from that kind of stuff to implement in an actual I think uh, Celeste is a great example of a game where the tool-assisted runs have been a blast to watch because then things that everyone's like, this is impossible on a controller. And then, you know, a year later, people are doing like half the things in the tool-assisted run. (laughs) It's it's mind-blowing. I love... I've never considered myself good enough at a game to want to speedrun it because previously my my mindset was always well I'm never going to get a world record or a top 5 so what's the point but that's not the point the point is just to enjoy a game and play it and to go for the PBs my but I've goodness. always loved watching speedruns and just seeing these games just completely obliterated and played to their peak is just fun now um speaking of speedruns I just want to throw out there that we did not do a good job of speedrunning our topics today. No. And uh, we that's are a great basically segue. out of time for nope. our podcast. Oh, we're no, gonna you want to keep a, going. We're going to do a speedrun lightning round of everyone's favorite game. And when I say lightning round, I mean lightning effing round. Let's get this done in six minutes. All right. Well, here's the fun part. There's three of us. If one of us doesn't answer, they don't get an answer. Go. What? First, 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 per- twelve. Let's go. First okay, thing so, that comes. Well, I didn't first even answer what it was. It, okay, we're playing Spiegel's Treasure, right? All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. So everyone you said everyone's favorite. We for knew everyone it was. who's never listened to the podcast $12. before, Spiegel's Treasure is the part where uh, I buy, I go out and I buy a ridiculous amount of games, and then everyone uh, guesses how much ridiculous amounts of money I spent. So I went shopping today and I uh, picked up uh, five games here. I went PlayStation Heavy, got a PlayStation game, PlayStation Two, uh, three PlayStation Two games rather, and a Nintendo sixty four game. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, let the bidding begin. I, Deg is give give me the. Is finger. that four games? Is that no, four games? One games. PlayStation, three PlayStation Two, one. Yeah. Oh, I missed the first one. PlayStation. Yeah. So okay, Zyber five games. is our resident champion of Spiegel's treasure in the past. I will let you make the. F- Sorry, Deg. I'll let you make the first selection. PlayStation. Playsta- the PlayStation game. Okay. This is twelve dollars. This is spin jam. <laughs> no, this speed is speed run. <laughs> it's not a speed run if you don't let me talk. Uh, this he said is, twelve dollars. <laughs> I didn't even say the game. This is spin jam, <laughs> uh, which is a uh, it's a puzzle game. It says on the back, it says fire the balls, spin the wheel, match the colors. Welcome to the world of spin jam, an ultra addictive arcade puzzler featuring a cast of outrageously lovable characters. The idea is to match the balls and score the points. Failed to do so and the balls balls. return, forcing you to pop and spin with increasing speed and coordination. $12. (laughs) $12. $12.50. $2.99. Oh my God. Piddle got it right on the money. $2.99 is the price. Good work, sir. All right. Next game, okay, go. He has like cameras in your house. <laughs> All right, Piddle. He might. Next game, go. He's obsessed with me. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Piddle, what's the next? Uh, N64 or PS2? 64. All right, the N64 game. This one I actually bought a, about a week ago with my good friend uh, Eagle Bear. We went to a store in, uh, I don't even know where it is, some crappy store, and I picked up Quake on the Nintendo 64, the classic <clears throat> Quake. And uh, how much did I spend on Quake? Everyone knows Quake. Twenty four ninety nine. 30 bucks. 17.99. I feel like Piddle it must be why he's he's closest again. It's 16.99 for Quake. Uh sticker price was 20. I talked the clerk down to 16.99. All right, uh let's go uh the alphabetical first PlayStation 2 game. I think Deg had a comment. I was just I don't know how bartering works. That made me mad that you're able to do that. 
I mean, I, I was like, hey, do you have any sales? And he's like, let me text my boss. And uh, and I was like, <laughs> just let him know that I'll buy more games if there's a sale. And uh, because, you know, that's how. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's he how says, that works. Uh, 20% off games. And I was like, hell yeah. So there you go. Um, that makes more sense. It wasn't like, hey, I want this Quake game for $4 off. No, I, that would that would be weird. Anyway, uh, yeah. alphabetically, the first, go. the first PlayStation 2 game is Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex, which I believe is the first next-gen Crash game. Yep, Crash Bandicoot 4. $5.99. Uh, $7.99. $6.99. <laughs> uh, Degs got it with $7.99. It was actually $11.99, a little bit pricey, but uh, I'm told that Crash Bandicoot is back oh, wow. dot 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 to crush Cortex for good. Well, he didn't do that good of a job because I'm pretty sure Cortex was back in the next game, Twin Sanity. Uh, in fact, and also Crash Four is coming soon. Twin Sanity is much better. So is Shrek Two. I keep forgetting that Crash Bandicoot Four is actually a thing that's happening. It doesn't feel yeah right like an actual thing. It just pass, feels like a hard pass for me. I did not. <laughs> I don't like know. The we'll remake. see. We'll see. I don't I'm think it. Well, it. That, that had the flaw of being a remake. This is being built ground up, so it yeah, it's, should it's presumably be different. better. All right, next, next game. Next game. Next game. It's two to one in favor of Piddle. I have a tiebreaker, by the way, if there's a tie. We're going over the 65. It, there's no rules. It's season two. It's a game. Fantavision for PlayStation 2. There are pretty fireworks on the on the cover. Catch them, detonate them, watch them explode. Uh, watch an explosive display of brilliant pyrotechnics that you control. Sounds pretty simple, but once you get the hang of it, it gets faster, tougher, and more fantastic than you could ever imagine. PlayStation 2 launch game, Fantavision. Why did you buy this? Because it has fireworks. I love fireworks. Eight ninety nine. Yeah, three bucks. Three ninety nine. Three bucks Frick. takes it. It is one ninety nine, and I'm actually excited to play. It looks pretty fun. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. So it's between Deg and Piddle for this Deg last game. Zyber, you are out. I just, yeah, you're out. Like, <laughs> we can't risk you getting it right. The it, podcast though. is going too long. All right, <laughs> this game features possibly the thickest manual I've ever seen come with a game. It is fifty three pages. Two C's. Jeez, which is, I know. It's a weighty Unnecessary. thing. You should play the it's original uh, Zelda. I mean, that thing is small, though. This is like a PS2 size manual. Anyway. I wish I had that manual. The game is Gallop Racer 2006 Piddle, the second best horse racing game made this side of Pocket Card Jockey. Tecmo developed it. It's super deep, super dry. It leaves the competition in the dust en route to a winning post finish from GamePro. Experience the excitement of the sport of kings. Gallop Racer 2006. Why does that require 54 pages of manual? 8.99. Oh, um 54 pages of manual Gallop Racer uh 8.99 is pretty good guess. I'm going to go 12.99. Guess what, Dag? You're getting season 2 started off on the right foot. It is 15.99 uh. for Gallop Racer 2006. The reason the manual is so big is because this game has so much stuff that you have to consider when you're racing your horse. Like you got the horse's condition, you have to control it, like it has breeding stats, like it has so much stuff that you have to think That's about. That's too much. Uh, I don't want to. I, I want to get on my horse and then press the A button to feed it carrots to go faster. Well, you're playing the wrong horse game. Gal, this episode. Uh, I could probably cut Man. out uh, enough dead air to get us under 65 minutes again, but uh, we should probably. Know, there was no dead air. We were engaging this entire time. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>
I, I I'm stopping it there. 